Hello, and welcome to Love Talk Live. I'm your host, Jamie Brownstein, and today I have with me Nadia Karta. Welcome. Hi, Jamie. Hey, everybody. Hi. I am so excited to interview Nadia. You guys, you are in for a treat. Nadia is amazing. Amazing. (laughs) Amazing. And she has the bio to back it up. So, and we have so many topics to cover, which you'll understand after I read you guys her bio, because she's, I don't think there's anything that you haven't done. Oh, but that's a good reminder, Jamie. And actually there's stuff that this lady's working on that. So there is so much more to do and she's done so much already. So a little bit about Nadia. So Nadia Carta is Google's head of industry in the U.S. She is responsible for driving sales strategy and business development for data and tech services with WPP agencies. Since joining Google in 2009, Nadia has led transformative, multicultural, global programs focused on designing and launching new products and sales strategies across the U.S. and EMEA. In her current role, Nadia superheaded Google's digital transformation program, which focused on pivoting WPP's data and tech services go-to-market, resulting in the recent relaunch of a new central operating company, Acceleration, as a dedicated Google Consulting Center of Excellence, servicing Uber, Dell, Office Depot, and all of WPP's client book of business. Nadia is a trusted advisor of WPP's Group M, Exco, for data and tech-related decisions, including M&As, talent acquisition, and organizational strategy. Nadia holds a master's degree in marketing, brand strategy, and management from the IULM in Milan. And she is a certified member of the International Coaching Federation with a diploma from Ericsson Coaching. Nadia is a member of the Professional Women Network and the co-chair of Google's Head of Industry Council for the Americas. She is a member and mentor for She Runs It. Nadia is a successful executive coach, TEDx and motivational speaker, mentor and sponsor for underrepresented groups and young talents. Passionate about leadership with Jeff Lacusta, she created 99Humans, a multimedia platform centered on humanizing leadership across industries. Having coached and mentored hundreds of people from all walks of life, a pattern emerged. More often than not, we go through our days on autopilot without truly savoring life, feeling grateful for what we have and on fire about our existence. So she decided to create a movement called Spark Your Zeal to radically evolve our attitudes, invigorate your spirits, and to inspire and show people how to bring the fire back into your life and work and turn obstacles into the fuel that achieves a richer internal and external bottom line. In Nadia, you will find an inspiring companion who will energize everyone surrounding her. I agree. I've seen it. And with her bright spirit and zeal. She has two daughters, Lavinia and Olympia, and lives in Manhattan with her life partner, partner Fabio and I met Fabio a few days ago (laughs) he is amazing he was invited to come on the show maybe got a little shy but maybe we can convince him another time that would be very nice oh my god thank you such a so interesting to hear ourselves from someone else's voice I really appreciated you Jamie I mean as I was reading this I was thinking wow wow I mean I was already so impressed by you but like do you do you do you hear that and do you feel accomplished and grateful and just and wow? I would say and I I I guess our listeners will relate to this that it's always better to see ourselves from other eyes and that's such a good reminder that in this life we do and we accomplish a lot. 
So even the act of writing a bio and having someone else's reading for you, definitely recommended to boost your day. <laughs> okay, good. And this is fantastic. So tell us, because you guys, Nadia has such an amazing story. I mentioned that you've been a TEDx speaker. Everyone go and watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but tell us, for anybody who hasn't seen your TEDx, tell us a little bit about your story, how you came to America. And I also, obviously, we need to get into how you met your husband and just everything. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited for this podcast today. It's going to be a nice memoir. I do dream about writing a book about it. So where to start? I was born and raised in an island called Sardinia. If you haven't checked it out, it's a place where everyone wants to go. It's like the dream. Uh, white sand, crystal waters, incredible food, one of those Caribbean-style islands that are truly fantastic, and it's in Italy, so in the Mediterranean Sea. And you're going to be very surprised by this fact because I never left the island until I was 18. And when I say never left, I mean never left. Uh, My family was, you know, good, but we were not wealthy. And so we couldn't afford to fly and go on these tropical vacations. And and so we were always home. Uh, We... I mean, we always had food on our table for sure. So uh, that is important to say. But at the same time, it's not that we would splurge and all of it. And so I grew up, well, I grew up in a very religious community, uh, super restrictive one. And so like Mohana, the one from the movie from Disney, I really grew up that I wanted to leave. And so (laughs) I started manifesting that I was really, really young. Uh, people don't believe, or some people ask me and all that. They're like, but how is that possible? Well, it is possible. When I was 14, every day I would envision myself traveling and working in this big corporation and leaving for college. And so without even knowing what manifesting was, I think this was way before even the secret was written. I was already putting in the universe the things that I wanted. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I I got very lucky because, um, my mom gifted me a Commodore 64. So technology made a huge difference in my life. And I got on the internet and I started surfing and I found this college. And so long story short, I got an incredible scholarship. And when I was 18, I was able to fly to Italy to attend college and get my education in marketing and communication. I started working in Milan um, this was 2004 and in 2006, I met this guy in an elevator. Uh, I was an intern in this company and the guy eventually became my husband, but we had a fair share of obstacles before. So my Ted has all these details about uh, a life that I call a life full of obstacles. So it gets even more juicy than this. So go watch it is on YouTube, uh, more stories about that. Yes. And like I said, I watched it and it was incredibly inspirational. And one of the best parts about Nadia is that you are, you're not afraid to be vulnerable and you teach that and you inspire people that when you, by being vulnerable, then it teaches people, other people to be vulnerable and then it makes you relatable. And so I'm a huge fan of vulnerability as well. And that it makes you more real. It makes people more real. So I, I acknowledge you for that wonderful ability. 
Thank you. And it's not easy. I think in society nowadays, everyone is so focused on being perfect and being shiny. And I mean, in terms of vulnerability, I texted Jamie a few minutes ago. My hair was off. I don't have my lashes. <laughs> my makeup could be better. And I said, well, this is how people are going to get me today. And then another day I'm going to be super shiny and all of it. But it's important in life to show who we really are and our souls and our hearts. Because as you say, everyone is going through something. Everyone has a different thing going on. And only if we come up as we truly are, that that's what builds strong relationships. Yes. And it takes too much energy to be anybody else but ourselves. So it's so much easier just to show up as who we are, whether it's a bad hair day <laughs> or not. And <laughs> also just with with all of our nuances and, and our and our stories, our stories make us who we are. That's very important. I love what you're saying about stories, especially in the context of relationships. Uh, nowadays, it's really hard to make friends. And I'm talking about the real friends and genuine friends. And more often than not, that would be probably easier if we were all giving each other some grace and if we, if we were all showing up with curiosity and, and kindness and compassion for one another. Yeah, not jealousy, envy, comparing any of those low vibrational feelings. I'm definitely no to a low vibration. I'm team high vibrations over here. (laughs) Life is too short to waste our time with any type of, of that energy. And I know we're on that same page about that. I agree. Definitely, Jamie. Okay, so can you tell us about Fabio? Tell us about you. So you said you met an elevator. Do you feel like it was fate? Tell us the whole story. And then I want to hear, because I know you have a lot of inspirational things to say about what makes your relationship you're so successful and not perfect, but it works. Oh my God, yes. So... Fabio and I met in twenty in two thousand and six or twenty oh six in Milan. I was doing an interview for my first job as an intern, and he was a sales representative in this company. And he was a very good looking, you know, Italian boy, long hair. I mean, very stereotypical, good looking, and. He was also very self-confident to the point that he started joking with me saying, oh, there she is, the intern, she's coming and all that. Well, he was flirting. It was, I I guess, I don't know, James. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) I had no idea because I was all wrapped up in my life, right? I I didn't like him. I was doing my things. I was, back then I was in a moment in my life that I was just, very free in my relationships. I was coming off from a two years and a half relationship and I just wanted to have fun, be free. Uh, I mean, I I was 23, so I just wanted to enjoy, right? And and see what was there. And so I, I couldn't catch this flirting, let's say. And also because I was seeing him being flirty with everyone else around it. And I was you know what I mean? I was like, yeah. there he is, the good-looking guy in the office, just flirting. Like a, a player, a bit of a player. Right, yeah. exactly. Technical word, a player. 
And so Fabio eventually continued flirting with me for one year. And we were fighting every year and then in the office because we were sellers. And so our goal was to sell. And we were very aggressive in our own job. And eventually one day, uh, one year later, fast forward, there was 2007. He, we were having drinks at my place. Uh, we were, you know, the two of us. And, you know, the flirting became a little bit more than just flirting. And I remember the couple of days after he basically said that he wanted to have an exclusive relationship. And Without I was like, even a date. You hadn't even technically gone on a date. Right. I mean, in his mind, we were on a date for a year and a half of dating. Oh, because... <laughs> nothing had ever happened like romantically. Like, mind you, Italy. No, nothing, nothing ever happened. We were, okay. you know, maybe, maybe, I don't remember, maybe a few kisses, but nothing, you know, like, too serious. In his mind, you guys have been together for a long time already. <laughs> In his mind, we were together, yes. And so he says, well, I want to be with you. I want to be only us. And I was like, well, I'm not sure. Because mind you, I was having fun and I was doing my things and I was young and I didn't want to be on a serious engagement. So anyway, one day he gets very upset and he says, unless we are together, we're not going to see each other anymore. And I'm like, I, I want to see you. We're like, we were having fun and we were friends and we were neighbors as well. So, you know, oh at the end God. of the day, I didn't want to lose him, right? Like lose him. And so it says, well, Nadia, unless we are together and I want to see you again. And I'm like, okay, well. And I still remember the restaurant when we had this conversation. It was a restaurant called La Ragazza in Milan. So if you all want to go and try your luck there, I'll give you the Yes, <laughs> good luck restaurant. <laughs> and um, I said, okay, well, let's give it a try. So long story short, what happened is that we we started dating. I don't even I don't even know what you call that technically in America. I guess it's dating. Yeah, was were you going for dinners and he would ask you out beforehand for the dinner? Right. So he would text me and would say, Shall we go out? But then like every night we were ended up in my place and his place and So it's know. kind of a mixture of like a situationship on steroids. No, yes. but but he said he wanted to be in a committed relationship with you. He said it, it was also be- kind of casual. Yeah. No, it was a committed, like he wasn't seeing any other women. I wasn't seeing any every right. any other man. So he was only two of us. And then what happened is that six months later, yo, brace yourself. This is going to be tough. He broke with me. He broke up with you. Six months later. It's like, okay. I cannot. Now, mind you, my husband is a Scorpio. So. Yes. Yes. Very, you know, Scorpios. And I'm a Virgo, so more down to earth. And he says. But Scorpio is emotional, right? Just because yeah. I'm a water sign. No, very I'm se- a- yeah, very sensual. Yeah. I'm one of the water signs, so I know that's the other. I'm Pisces and the Cancer of Scorpio. Okay. So anyhow, go on. So, so he says, he's breaking up with me. And me, I'm like, well, like you did all that you did for one year and a half coming after me and, and going on and all that. Now you're breaking up with me? Like, are you serious? So he started not answering the phone for like weeks. One day I even saw him out with another girl and I was like, wait, were you still working with him? Right. I was still working with him. You would see so, him at the office. It was terrible because, mind you, I I went through not liking him 
to okay let's date to okay i i want to see you again you know what i mean i i yeah, they, like when he broke with me i was like no i don't want to broke with you like what are you talking about so eventually one day i went to his house so brace yourself i went to his house and i said we are together and he said i'm not sure and i'm like well i'm telling you like you're not gonna have any other option like what are you even talking about like we cannot not be together after all this pain that we went through we are together so long story short eventually he asked me to go and live with him okay so he accepted your demand he accepted my demand and was yeah. like okay we're dead and let's give it another try but brace yourself oh then, we're still breathing. okay six months later i got an offer to move oh. to dublin from milan from google okay and so here I was and I said, well, what do I do? I mean, this relationship is still too young, still too fresh and it's not solid. And he says, if you don't go, I leave you. And I'm like, ah. Uh. Wait, was he going with you? No, it was you not coming. You go, but you stay in a committed relationship. He's like, but you have to take the job. Yes. So okay. basically we were setting ourselves up for a, dis a long distance relationship uh mm -hmm. three hours flight and you know jamie it's 2023 now so back then was 2008 so somehow we found a way to have it work including we had 10 years of long distance relationship so from 2008 or 2007 yes until 2000 so where'd you go after dublin so he he went to France. So he also went to another city. We were seeing each other every weekend. I was taking a flight. He was taking a flight. Yeah, we were sorry. like, you know, crazy. But he took a lot of trust and a lot of devotion. And then I moved to Paris and he moved to Milan. And then eventually in 2017, we moved back together in Milan. Okay. And then you were finally together is that when you got married so okay so how we got married is another interesting thing in 2016 my husband really wanted a child oh one of the shotgun weddings oh no. what is a shotgun wedding tell me more well i don't know the timing of it shotgun actually no you didn't do this it sounds like what i'm guessing is you had the baby Shotgun wedding is you're pregnant, and so you get married because you're pregnant. Ah, uh, so well, you not exactly. What happened is, so he said, no, now mind you, I was in my career, and I was traveling all over the world. I didn't have time to get married or to have a child. But I said, show me the, show me the ring, and I'll, I'll get the child. <laughs> okay. What happened is that eventually proposed, and couple of maybe the same night he proposed we made the baby you know we can say <laughs> and then we got married one year after okay well, the baby was born after you got married the baby was born no the baby was born before because the baby was born in february 2017 and we got married in september 2017 everyone you should go on youtube and and watch the video of my wonderful wedding because it was stunning oh okay i'm so excited I what make me cry? I love a good cry. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, my okay, God. Lots of tears. Oh. My mom had passed away. Okay. So there's one thing I didn't say that is actually a very important detail. Okay. Are you ready? This will make you cry. Yeah. 
I graduated in, 20, in 2007 and Fabio came to my graduation and my mom was at my graduation and my mom met Fabio and she said, oh my God, who is that good looking guy? You all should get together. And me, I'm like, mom, like, what are you talking about? We're, we're colleagues. We don't even like each other. So when Fabio and I got together, my mom was so happy. Like, I, it was her dream being real that I was getting with this guy that she really, really liked. So my mom passed away in 2013, so she couldn't be at our wedding. And so in our vows, there was also my mom. And so that's why you're going to cry when you look at the video, because it's almost like everything, you know, fell together. Like, my mom really loved Fabio. Aww. So much. Oh, so, so, and that probably made you feel so good that that you had her blessing, and this was a a man who she just thought so highly of. Oh my God, she she was so obsessed with him. She really loves him. Oh, well, he seems like a lovable guy, so I understand. You met him last. I week. met him. Yeah, such such a sweetheart. Okay, so tell so us the story. Yeah. Yeah. So for the sake of time, because there's so much more to talk about, we need to talk about more about your job, your spark, your zeal and everything. Tell us for the, for the viewers and listeners, what do you think are some of the keys to a successful relationship? And also, I know you want to talk about changing intergenerational patterns. So if you could just address those things, that would be fantastic. Ah, uh, thanks for this powerful question, Jamie. Um, well, two things. For everyone that has been in a long time relationship, you all know that it's not easy. And sometimes when I see on TV that all of this perfect and incredible things, like those do not exist. Like even my Instagram reel where I post amazing things and we all look perfect. And every year we do those beautiful family photos. Everything looks always so put together. Well, daily life is not like that. Even yesterday, we had an argument. <laughs> so just to say. But I guess in our relationship, there, there's almost like this agreement that we will try to work it together. And I'm a fury. I'm a very fury person. I have Mars in Scorpio. So I'm very, very hot. Mm -hmm. I'm very hot with you know, reactions and I'm a woman on my hormones, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> it happens. Got it. But um, I was reading this book one time that was saying the moment you decide that you're going to be in this relationship and whatever happens, you're going to find a way to work it out. I guess that that was one thing that really helped me when I'm disappointed or when I have challenges. Because also I know I'm not the easiest of the people to deal with. I have my flaws, like all of us. And I really appreciate that my husband really compensates me. I, I say he's the water to my fire. And I'm this waterfall that is always so agitated. I'm always into something. I'm always creating. And he really grounds me and he brings me back to the planet Earth, um, giving me space to create and knowing that he's going to be there. So that for me was really important. And he's such a wonderful father to my daughters. I couldn't pick uh I couldn't pick and have a different father and husband. He's so loving and caring and thoughtful. Um and about the generational trauma, when we were chatting about this, Jamie, for me it was very important to talk about this so that our listeners can 
um, take this away. I grew up in a family where my mom and dad were always fighting. I didn't have role models uh, of what an ideal marriage would look like. So for me, it was really hard to learn it and to understand how to model what good looks like. But I knew what I didn't want to. So I didn't like this open conflict. And I didn't like that my girls were growing up in a situation where there were fights. And so in our marriage and in our relationship, I always, I'm always very deliberate in protecting our sacred space mm. and really finding moments where we can enjoy each other. And you know what? I see the downside of when we don't do it. When we start skipping our weekly dates, that has an impact on our intimacy, on our balance. So for all the couples out there that really are looking into building a solid relationship, quality time is so important. So I'm going to stop here. I acknowledge I'm talking a lot. Well, I, I could not agree more that quality time is so important. So my parents have been married for 51 years. And ever since I was little, and I've been married to my husband for almost nine now, ever since I was little, my mom used to always say, you need to go on dates, go on as many dates as possible, because eventually your children are going to go to college and you don't want to look at each other and say, who are you? Like, you don't know who this person is. So, but also like you mentioned that it's important for that, that bond, that connection to keep it up and to have, you're not just parents, like it's like you had that relationship before you got married and then it doesn't, it shouldn't just disappear. That romantic connection, that fun you have together. People forget that you're allowed to have fun once you have children, I think. Yeah. And I really appreciate what you're saying about when children go away, the two of you is yeah. what stays. Yeah. And so unless you're building that with time and you're really prioritizing time together, it's not going to happen overnight. Oh my God, it's so important. And I mean, it's tough. I'm not saying it's easy. Like we need to pay for babysitters and we need to pay for things. So it's, you it's, know. It takes work, but just like you're saying, and I agree with the relationship, the marriage takes work. Another quote from my mom, I'm definitely going to share this episode with her. Arlene Bronstein says, there are a lot of moons to go over in life, so you want to be over the moon for the guy. Oh, wow. You you know, Jamie, I really want to meet your mom. She's Oh, you will. You definitely will. You definitely will. So, okay. So, you what I'm hearing you say is that it's really important to have wonderful communication, to work together and to believe that you can get through anything and to that your past doesn't need to be a predictor of your future in terms of how you grew up, what you saw. Absolutely. And it takes intention. And I know that in your book, you write a lot about manifesting what you want and putting it out in the universe. It doesn't happen overnight. Mm -mm. It would be a lot easier for me to get dragged with my emotions, get dragged in my moments and just be wrapped up with whatever thing I'm going through. I'll be upset and even throwing things at the walls. Like I can get pretty hot when I get hot. It takes intention and it takes a determination to say, okay, I want to be in this relationship. I want to build it. I'm going to do the work on myself to do it. And one thing very important that you mentioned in your event in New York, uh, Jamie was amazing in this event in New York. So you, you all, you should go to Jamie in person events. Thank you. 
sometimes we wait for others to fill our cups and we wait for others to basically heal our wounds. Mm-hmm. And there couldn't be anything more wrong than that. A uh, couple of years ago, I started with therapy, for example, really working on myself. And I found even now that when I'm frustrated, it's because I have something that is happening in my heart. There is something. And that doesn't mean that we don't have boundaries. Like I have my boundaries, like every day I need an hour by myself. Or th- there are some things that for me are non-negotiable, but mm-hmm. you need to know yourself and you need to have that self-confidence that is going to enable you to build that relationship intentionally. Yes. And so when you're in conflict, you know, I, I always say it's never about the clothes on the floor or who was late. There's always an underlying meaning or message or what's really going on under the surface. Why are you really upset? And people don't do that work to even acknowledge what could be that unresolved issue. Why, why was I triggered? And so for two people to do that work, then you're dealing with two evolved mature adults and it makes it so much easier so much easy and look this deep work is difficult because a lot of feelings are engraved in our hearts like the need for love the need for security Mm -hmm. um it takes like you said earlier a lot of vulnerability to open talk about it and say to the other person hey i need a hug right now and i'm guilty of that i don't say it enough or you know, I need a message. And there is the book, I'm sure you've all read it, like the five love languages. That book for me was very helpful because not everyone likes to be loved at the same time, same way. So even having the conversation, hey, how do you like to be loved? And do you know, can you share with us the two love languages, like what you are and what Fabio is? Oh my God. Uh, That's so interesting because sometimes it varies. I, okay. I thought I was, I'm a material person like gifts, but actually I am physical touch and I am words of appreciation. Um, For me, this too, like whenever he writes me a post-it and he leaves it somewhere, it makes me so happy. And, you know, I need a hug. Yeah. And I love what you were saying before about how he's, he is the, it sounds like he's your soft landing. He's those arms. It's like when you're in his arms, Every, you know, everything's going to be okay. Well, I guess that could, that it, it could be, but it's up on me to give space. Because here's also the thing that I believe we humans, we struggle so much and we go back to our vulnerabilities. We are always so strong and so busy right. and, and, and so right. I can do it. You don't need anybody else. Exactly. So uh, I guess that, you know, that's a good reflection for me today to be, to give more space for other people to love me. Yeah. I mean, and especially, especially with you hustling and at work, there's like the work personality and then the home, like the masculine and the feminine. It's important. I say this to my clients all the time, like be in the boardroom, but then this is more like for my, the girls that are like dating. I'm like, when you're on a date and the guy doesn't even know you yet, show your feminine side, but the same in relationships, like it's okay to need those arms. It's okay to not be able to do everything on your own. And so I love that you're, that you realize that and you say, sometimes you just need a hug. Mm, that's such an important okay. lesson. Such a good reminder today, Jamie. Oh, good. Oh my God. Fabio, give her a hug. Okay. Aww. You're going to get the best hug from Fabio after this. I okay. hope he's watching. I should send him a link. 
Oh, hi, Fabio. Hi, Fabio. Um, we love you. Okay, so in a few minutes, tell us about Spark Your Zeal and anything else, and then how people can find you, how people can find all of the things that you're doing and that you're doing a lot. Oh, wow. Humans, I mean, you're doing so much. Oh, thank you, Jimmy. Like you, you're amazing. I'm so happy that I found you. Everyone, buy Manifesting. It's an amazing book. I've been <laughs> gifting it to all my girlfriends, by the way. Okay, so Spark Your Zeal. Uh, you can find it on my website, NadiaCarta.com. What is Spark Your Zeal? Look, everyone has days that we are sad that we might be hormonal. I'm having one of those days. Um, that we go on autopilot and that we don't have this interest for whatever life is. It's okay to be one day, two days and all of that, but eventually you got to back up and you got to find what is that energy, that enthusiasm and that thing that will drive you to really get whatever you want in your life. And that zeal eventually is that thing that is going to dissolve your inertia and it's going to turbocharge you to go and get it. I mean, whatever that is, I'm not talking about corporation. Like it could be running a marathon. It could be baking a cake for a birthday. It could be finding your soulmate, whatever. And so when I founded this uh, movement, Spark Your Zeal, is because, I mean, you see me, I'm very energetic and I'm, I'm very, I mean, look, I'm going to say this. I'm hungry for life. Yeah. I believe in a lot of things and I believe that this physical body and our soul, this might not be the only life that we get to live. However, when we are on this planet Earth, we got to make it worth it. Mm, yeah. We got to do some justice. And so that's why I created this movement, Spark Your Zeal. And in my website, there are some tools that people can download to spark their zeal, starting with a love letter to yourself. Because here's the thing. I believe that in order to have zeal, you need to love yourself as if you are the best human on this planet. So this is my spiel in few lines. A lot to come, but just to start. It's your spiel about zeal. Oh my God, I love it. My spiel about zeal, the rhyme. I love it. Yes. Okay. Well, and I love that. And just everything that you're saying, you're basically saying it's how do you get back to that feeling of aliveness? Aliveness. Because yes. there's no better feeling. And anything can spark that. It can be a person, it could be your inspiration. But I love that you're having this movement to help people find that. Right. And a lot of time it starts with also being present. There's always so much in our head all the time, all the time. Like, how are we being present and enjoying what we're doing, a sunset or things that we look forward to, that dinner, that date, right? Really savoring our days. Mm -hmm. Yes. And as you were just speaking, I was also thinking that life is short. You know, when you were saying we have one, I mean, we have many lives, but we have, we're here now and we do, you want to just squeeze every ounce of life. I get it. I'm, I'm cut from the same cloth as you. I totally get it. And I try to inspire people also because life is short. Whatever you are scared of doing, have the fear and do it anyway. Don't believe that what your mind fear might be saying that you can't do something. You can do anything. You can go anywhere. And, and you never know when life is, you know, you never know when your time's up. So 
I mean, right. And eventually I also do this for my mom, right? Because when I look at her, I'm like, oh my gosh, she died so young. My mom passed away that she was 50 and she never enjoyed herself. She was always building for something else. And then, you know, that happened. And I'm like, wait a moment. I'm going to make every day count. Again, I'm not saying that we should have toxic positivity. There's a lot of crap out there in the world. So we need to be mindful, but we got to take care of ourselves and do what matters to be good. Yes. I love everything that you're saying. I totally support it. And it it sparked your zeal, but that spark's going to become a fire. Oh my God. Yeah. Everything you're building, I know, turns to gold. Okay. So we literally have one more minute. 99 Humans is your podcast. Right. I also have a podcast. I can't wait to have you on, Jamie. Uh, Humans is about vulnerable leadership and people who do great things in lives and corporation. So check it out. It's on every platform. And if, if there are stories that we should hear, please get in touch. And so how can people find you, find everything? Is it NadiaCarta.com? Yeah, NadiaCarta.com. Very simple and linear. You can email me there, hello at NadiaCarta.com or friend me on LinkedIn. Perfect. And everybody can always find me at TheRelationshipExpert.com. So easy. Um, Nadia, this was incredible. Mm -hmm. You guys follow her. Watch the TED Talk. I'm going to watch the wedding talk, (laughs) the wedding video. Um, Thank you so much. You are full of zeal. And I'm so grateful for you and grateful that you were on the show today. Oh, thank you. This show is fantastic. And we are so lucky, Jamie, to have you in this universe doing this magic. Love you. Well, we are so lucky to have you also. Thank you so much. And everybody, join me every week, Love Talk Live and Ali Talk Radio at 2 p.m. Pacific. Bye, everyone. Thank you. You're listening. On LA Talk Radio, 